35. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and a commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know And nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree and shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. I'll take that. (laughs) Let's pray together. Our Lord, you are the sovereign God. We're surprised at the small number here today, but you have brought together the people you purposed to bring together at this moment. Yes, we do ask for more people to come, but Lord, for the advancing of your kingdom, not for the inflating of our ego, for the advancing of your kingdom, either those who yet 
need to step into your kingdom by the enabling power of the Holy Spirit are those who need to step deeper into your kingdom, into your realm. And we do ask that for ourselves, that we indeed would be shepherded into your attending presence. In your name we pray, amen. There's the part of the answer to our prayer right there. Just walked right in. <laughs> All right. We will go on to a couple of worship hymns. Well, Mark chapter 10, what we just sang with that song, I will serve thee because I love thee, you've given life to me, is really a beautiful summary of this passage that we're going to be examining and being examined by. You know, we talk about opening the Scripture and studying the Scripture and getting to understand it. Well, it also reads us. And we suddenly see realities about us that we weren't expecting. And how God, how far astray we've gone, but also the path of correction. Now, one of the things about Mark's gospel is as lays it out, and as we've noted many times before, it could authentically be called the gospel of Peter. Peter was the reciter, and Mark is the scribe. <clears throat> it, is a, it is principally about how Jesus discipled the disciples, the apostles especially, but it's really amazing. We find out in Mark chapter 1, Verse 15, there were an additional 120 people accompanying them from the beginning of Jesus' public ministry to the end that we've never even heard of that were there. So there were massive numbers of witnesses of all of these things. When we start in chapter 10 of the Gospel of Mark, verse 32, they are on their way to Jerusalem. Now, when they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was going before them, they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Then he took the twelve aside again and began to tell them of the things which would happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. And the third day he will rise again. Then, <laughs> then, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you 
ask, are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, we are able. So Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink and with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. They're on the road to Jerusalem. He has already told the apostles two times, we're going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be tried in an illegal, unrighteous trial by the high priest. They're going to hand me over to the Gentiles, to the Romans, to Pontius Pilate. I will be crucified. I will die. I will be buried. And on the third day, I will rise from the dead. He's already told them this twice. He's also taken Peter, James, and John, unknown to the others. He's taken Peter, James, and John up onto the Mount of Transfiguration. And he was transfigured before them. And the glory of God radi- radiated out from him. He became, his clothing became so white, it was whiter than snow. And 
Elijah and Moses were there talking with Jesus about the upcoming events. And knucklehead Peter, and it literally says this in the Gospel of Mark text, knucklehead Peter doesn't know what to say. You know what, folks? If you don't know what to say, zip your lap. <laughs> don't say it. But because he didn't know what to say, he said, Oh, Jesus, why don't you allow myself and James and John to build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah? And a bright cloud comes over them, and God the Father speaks out of the cloud. This is my beloved Son. Hear Him. How dare you put God the Son become flesh on the same level as Moses and Elijah? Well, Moses and Elijah were men of great renown in God's work on the planet. But what were they compared to God the Son become flesh who's going to offer himself on a... Don't you dare. And fully coming down off the mountain, Jesus tells the three of them, do not tell anyone about what you've seen until after I have risen from the dead. And now Jesus is aggressively... Now they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was going before them. He was leading the parade, aggressively leading the parade to that very place where he has told them, I will be arrested. I will be, I will be criminally tortured. Then I will be crucified. And then I will rise on the third day. And he is leading the parade. And the apostles are following and they're freaking out. Why? They were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. And yet here's the very one who's going to do all the suffering, leading them, pulling them. By the way, shepherds lead the flock in the ancient world. They didn't have border collies shoving the sheep. They led the flock. They, as they followed, they were afraid. Then, they, then he took the twelve aside and he told them the third time. Is Jesus losing his mind? Is he, losing, is he not recollecting what he had told them? No, he repeats it to them a third time. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be betrayed. Son of Man is their favorite expression for Messiah. Son of David. Son of man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. Jesus is laying out all the torturous experience he will go through, and yet he's leading the parade. And on the third day, he will rise again. What is, now it may have been a divine deafness, they are able to quote it later. But they sat there even when the women came and said, we met an angel. <laughs> the stone had been rolled away. We met an angel that told us that Jesus had risen from the dead. Mary Magdalene had even seen Jesus and fallen at his feet and thrown her arms around his knees and said, Lord, and he says, let go of me, let go of me. I need to rise from my father. 
And they, what, what? How can this be? He had told them repeatedly. The third day he will rise again. And then we have this episode in the passage with James and John. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, is it possible to be more out of step <laughs> with what Jesus has been laying out to them than they? How deaf were they? How much were they trying to stiff arm this message they didn't want to hear? Now, in their defense, James and John were two of the three that went up on the Mount of Transfiguration. They've seen the kingdom glory. They've seen the kingdom glory. But your master is about to go and go through all this torturous sacrifice of himself in order to redeem your souls from the pit of hell. And what do they do? The two sons of Zebedee come to him saying, Teacher, we want you to da do, do for us whatever we ask. And we don't even want to tell you what it is. We want the yes, and then we will tell you. Uh, hey, guys, that's not how it works. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Tell me what you want. What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us that we may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left, in your glory. We want the top status in that kingdom to come. <sighs> Let me ask you a simple question. If you've been with us as we trekked through the Gospel of Mark, has Jesus ever suggested to them the need to be servants of one another? Has God, has Jesus ever, over and over and over again, be servants of one another, be servants of one another. You are to come to me as little children. You are to come to my father as a little child. Has nothing to give to the parent. They are entirely, totally dependent. So all of the <coughs> good stuff that comes to the child comes from the parent. You are to be coming to me as little children. Don't stop the little children from coming to me. That is the format for everybody on the planet. They all, all those who successfully come to me, come to me as little children with nothing to offer. I've got everything they need and I will gladly pour it out on them. I am that good parent of the little child. Don't, and by the way, you too are to be little children in coming to me. And by the way, you are to be children with one another. You are to be servants of one another. Do you know what the measure is? You want to, you want to sit on the right hand and the left hand of Jesus in the kingdom? The most servant of servants. And folks, we don't know who that's going to be. We won't know until we get into the kingdom. We'll probably be two fellows we've never heard of or two people <laughs> that we've never heard of who were be outrageous servants to those who surrounded them. But they ask, would you grant this to us before I even tell you? No, that's not how it works, guys. Grant to us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in, the, in, the, your, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I, was that I am baptized with? And they said, we are able. Jesus, so Jesus said to them, 
you will indeed drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism. And with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized. By the way, drinking the cup means joining Jesus. Baptism is a public ritual done in order to identify yourself with, like with John the Baptist's message. It means you stand in public identifying yourself with Jesus and accepting what will come. What came to him will also come to you. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. And that's in the mind of the Father. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But the Gentile culture is not the model. The kingdom culture is the opposite of the Gentile culture. It shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And I have cited this statement over and over and over again. And I'm going to probably state it a few more times before the Gospel of Mark is concluded. In Matthew's Gospel, when they got word, Jesus and the apostles got word that John the Baptist had been beheaded. Jesus says to the apostles, there is no one greater in the kingdom than John the Baptist. And if you look at the life choices of John the Baptist in fulfilling his ministry as the herald for the king, he walked a life of deprivation out in the wilderness, eating locusts and wild honey, wearing skins of different critters. He was deliberately portraying the initial format leading into the kingdom, the format of judgment and deprivation. Then when Jesus came, he ate and drank with sinners. He modeled the kingdom glory aspect. But John the Baptist was humble, 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 humble. And Jesus says there's no one greater than him in the kingdom. But if you can find a way to be more humble than him, you can be even greater. Well, folks, that's not the format we typically reach for. It's contrary to our nature, but it is a Holy Spirit-enabled response. Whoever desires to be great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. Folks, these guys had witnessed slavery. They knew what it meant. A slave was someone who did not own themselves. They had literally no legal rights. They were a possession of their owner. A slave owner could literally take his slave out onto the street, in town, in public, and murder his slave before the public, and there was no legal respect. That slave had no legal status. It was as if he killed a rabbit. Be a slave. Set aside your rights. Did Jesus set aside his rights? He's God the Son. 
He deserves the unrestrained worship of the entire creation. And he set that aside and offered himself up as an offering, going through a torturous experience beyond our wildest imagination in order to redeem us. Whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. You throw away your rights. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the standard. Ouch. That's the standard. Be servant of all, authentically servants of all, in a way that will require deprivation, bringing deprivation to ourselves for the service of others. Now they came to Jericho. They're, they have crossed over the Jordan. They were on the east side of Jordan. They crossed the Jordan, going to the west, up the main road to Jerusalem. They walked past Jericho. They went, as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Well, Bartimaeus is Aramaic for son of Timaeus. So he's taking the Aramaic word and he's putting it back into Greek, son of Timaeus. So that by the, he sat by the road begging. Okay. He's a beggar. He is, in the Jewish culture, he is a little child. He is utterly, completely dependent on the charity of others. He has no ability, because of his blindness, to have any other way of life. He is a beggar. He is the very model of the things Jesus told them to become. Servants of one another, serving one another's needs. As he went out of Jericho, his disciples in a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, Messiah, Christ, heir of all of Israel's glory. Have mercy on me. What did we read in Isaiah 55 earlier in the worship service? The Holy Spirit pushes through the pen of Isaiah. I, will, I want you to understand, and it will become your inheritance, the sure mercies of David. The sure mercies of David. When David prayed in Psalm 51.1, Have mercy on me, O God. What did David know? He was the great man, greatest man of faith in his generation. He knew he would get that mercy he asked for. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. Oh, don't mess with Jesus. No, 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 no. You're not. Ah, stop it. He cried out all the more. He got louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. 
Folks, there's no more powerful prayer that you can offer to the God of all things who loves mercy. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. Throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. I'm sure he had people helping him along the way to get there. So Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, teacher, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight. He received his sight. But what did Jesus said to him? Go your way. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Immediately he received his sight. What had become just in that moment the way of Bartimaeus? Jesus' way was his way. Go your way. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Jesus' way became his way. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know a more simple, more profound and powerful format or display of what it looks like to be brought, shepherded into the kingdom. When you are authentically redeemed, when you're authentically shepherded, all of a sudden, your entire life formats flips. <laughs> it becomes different. You become a new person, and the culture, the reality that you walk in is suddenly new and changed. You get a revelation, and the more you're in the Word, the more you understand the reality of the environment you now walk in. But here is this beautiful, profound, simple display blind Bartimaeus go your way and he follows Jesus Jesus way became his way simplicity 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 profound 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 deep transformative deep transformative welcomed into the loving embrace of the of your father your true Father, the one who puts himself, your, your needs, ahead of his own. When he sent his Son to pay sin's penalty for us, he was demonstrating his love for us. It would be a good idea for me and for you folks too, this week to come, go back to square one. Go back to square one and ask yourself, Lord, have I stepped away from or gotten confused about the authentic reality I now am privileged to walk in by your mercy and your grace? Please, wherever I have lost my way, correct my steps, please. Let's pray together. Our Lord, we, that is our prayer for ourselves that you, if we have lost our way or ever not even stepped onto the way as did Bartimaeus, 
may we step onto the way if we have not really authentically stepped onto it. And if we are on your way and we've strayed off onto a different path, please correct our understanding. Give us clarity of sight and a spirit of repentance and enable us to, re to correct. Accept your rebuke and accept your correction. Hear your correction. And be restored fully. We ask this of you, Good Shepherd. And all God's people said, Amen. I'm going to.